Hello and welcome to Move From Your Heart. I'm your host, Alyssa Hartley, and thank you so much for tuning in. I just wanted to say a few words before we get to the conversation with Laura Fox. Um, I just wanted to say that the conversation and call um, does get dropped about four minutes in and we had to um, reconnect, um, kind of just blaming it on the uh, amount of energy between us. So Laura Fox is probably one of the most magical people I have met so far. Um, We found each other on Instagram, and honestly, I cannot remember who added who or how we actually ended up following each other, Um, but I had an instant connection with Laura uh, from the very first moment that we chatted. So um, it's one of those connections where even if you just meet someone, you feel like you kind of know them, whether it is um, a sense of familiarity um, or a sense of the same, sharing the same kind of energy or um, sharing part of the same purpose, but it truly is a magical connection that we share the first time that we talked online when we had decided to record the podcast uh, we had talked for I think like an hour or an hour and a half and I felt like I could have just like kept talking to her all night and I hope you can feel that energy in the podcast um as we record, were recording it, I did feel like it was effortless and um, I just gained so much from our conversation and really felt a true sense of connection and community. Um, and at the very end of the podcast, near the end, um, Laura does channel a beautiful light language message and that is something that I didn't know about Laura when she reached out to come on the podcast as a guest and to be honest have never met or known anyone that channels light language and it is such a beautiful offering and such a beautiful gift and um, we are both so excited to share this uh, session and share this conversation and connection with you guys. Um, I really hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. (laughs) It's so lovely to have you. Laura is coming all the way from Australia. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The magic of the internet. The magic of Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Creates a very small world. 
<laughs> right. I felt like when we first connected online that I knew you really well immediately. Yes. Yeah. There was something um, that first time we spoke, something very familiar, like kind of like old school friends or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we chatted just before the podcast to get an idea of sort of things that we wanted to talk about. And mm. I think we talked for like an hour, hour and a half or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you'd like to just start off by um, telling the listeners maybe a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, oh gosh, I always <laughs> where to start? Rise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I've had um, quite a diverse life to this point. Um, I'm originally from the northeast of England and moved around quite a bit, and now settled in the southwest coast of Western Australia. Um, a really beautiful part of the world and um, I've bounced around through a few different careers as well started as an exploration geologist so working out in the desert um, looking for gold uh, and then moved into property and coaching um, and that was part of what really started me on this current path and what really feels like the path that I needed to find um, is all to do with the energy medicine and healing and guiding people um, to remember what it is that they actually came here to do and then supporting them in doing that. Because um, it's one thing for us to remember why we're here. I think a lot of people, like that's our first step is sort of that, we feel like there's something more and there's got to be something more that we're here for. Um, and then when we finally work that out, it's not as easy as just doing it. Um, we get to overcome many challenges and obstacles along the way. Um, and I really okay. enjoy working with people as they go through that process. That must be really interesting to meet people and then watch them kind of transform and unrav- unravel and find their purpose or find you know why they're here so I remember that we talked about um we talked about star seeds Mm, and how they kind of have that feeling like they don't belong here or um there's something else or they have a longing for home and something that you said that really stuck out to me was that I feel like we are all like that. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's something that's something that's really I feel like the more people I work with, the more that's just hammered home for me. Um, We're all so unique and everybody is so different. And at the same time, like at the core of it, we're actually all the same. Like we're Mm. all searching for that connection and that sense of belonging and it's interesting how you know like with social media in particular it's something that creates so much distance between people and also brings people together that like us wouldn't otherwise have ever met yeah Um, and so it's that I guess it's just that duality of things but um 
we are actually, everybody's so similar in that we're just looking to belong. Hi, Laura. Hello, Hello. we're back. <laughs> we just got dropped the beauty of speaking um, pretty much all the way across the world. <laughs> <laughs> when there's heightened energy it interferes with the internet perhaps <laughs> absolutely so we were talking about star seeds and how when you're working with individual people you are finding that it's more of a common thread than you once thought yes so um as much as we're all so different and unique there seems to be that common thread of just wanting to belong and um, to actually find that human connection, as well as at the core of everything, most people, when they look at what they're wanting to do for, like, for why they're here, it comes back to some form of service. Um, and that could be like yourself creating this podcast and sharing these messages and sharing your message. That's a form of service. And for others, you know, it could be being a paramedic, like something that's a bit more obvious as service. But really, for a lot of people, human connection and service is what everything comes back to. Wow. It's like service is the ultimate compassion or love. Mm. Like yeah. I, I call my offering, like I feel like when I offer you know, Reiki or energy healing or tarot card readings or anything like that, I tend to call it like sacred service. Yeah. Because I feel like it's not really me that is providing the service. It's spirit moving through yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, I fully resonate with that. I, um, I held a cacao ceremony here on, on the new moon um, on Sunday evening and I swear we time hopped we like we literally everybody just sort of laid down into the meditation and I was like okay we've got just over an hour and then the next thing I know I suddenly was like I just looked up at the clock and I was like oh my goodness I've got like five minutes and we're meant to be out of the room and we haven't like haven't brought anybody back yet I was and I was thinking I have no idea what's happened this last over an hour now um, and so, yeah, it's very much something comes comes through us um, to be shared. <laughs> wow. It's almost like you guys time warped or like dimension yeah. warped or dimension jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, when they came back, they were like, was that an hour? I was like, oh, it was actually nearly an hour and a half. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just means that you are holding base for those people you know and holding that container mm -hmm. for people to kind of relax and let go and dimension jump <laughs> yeah 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 it was a, it was a very deep ceremony so <laughs> wow. um yeah it's um and again that's all it's just another form of service um and for me, I get just as much from those evenings and from that work as I think like the participants do. Like I always get to learn something about myself and I get to let something go. Um, and yeah, being my, of service to others is so fulfilling. Yeah. In my experience, um, working with people and working with 
I don't know, not clients, but people that come into your life while, mm. while you're offering your service tend to be like mirrors of yourself. I find yes. Do you find that when you have, when you're working with people one-on-one? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, particularly when it comes to triggers. Mm. So I find like if I have somebody that is avoiding me, um, in that, you know, we'll have, we'll have made a commitment and I'll be checking in with them to see how they're going with that. Or if they were meant to get back to me with um, some prompts or something that we'd, we'd taken them through. Um, and then I find that they're avoiding me. And that if I look at it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that I'm avoiding that person over there. So I'm not getting back to that person. And in turn, I've got people that are avoiding getting back to me. Um mm don't know if that makes sense but there's always something like I always find like whatever I don't like calling them clients either um but the people that I work with for them whatever's happening between me and them I always notice I'm doing that with somebody else elsewhere (laughs) it's almost like a collective consciousness but like that common thread yes yeah yeah everything is everything really yeah it's sort of like you realize that maybe you're not so different and your problems or your worries aren't so unique and that everyone kind of mm. carries the same kind of ones too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually a, a really important message because I think so much of the pain that we see in the Western world, more so probably, is that we do tend to feel so isolated and like nobody understands us. And um, I know a lot of the time it gets dismissed as like a teenage thing. And now it's sort of, we're seeing it in younger children um, as they're sort of growing up quicker, but then it also lingers more into adulthood of that being misunderstood and not feeling like anybody gets who we are or, or where we're meant to actually fit in the world. And actually, I think if more people realize that that's something that everybody goes through and experiences at some point in their life, probably for bigger periods of their life than they would care to admit, um, I think that could actually in itself just start to heal the world. Oh, absolutely. It's like showing, but in order to, like open up about maybe what you're dealing with you have to have that sense of authenticity and vulnerability Mm. and that is the hardest part I think Mm. for people and then as soon as you sprinkle in a little bit of vulnerability you realize that oh my you know I'm not alone yeah yeah and I remember even sort of when I was or probably pre-teen maybe it's around 10 to 12 I used to get picked on um, by one girl in particular and it wasn't wasn't like hardcore bullying or anything but she would she would make a point of sort of picking on me and trying to bring me down and I remember I had a conversation with her a few years ago and um just sort of went through with her how that felt for me and how like 
how she'd made me feel. And she used to, she explained that she used to do that because she felt so isolated. And that was the only thing that would get other people to notice her. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, in some ways, I wish I'd known that at the time. Like, we didn't have that skill level to be able to have that conversation then. But it made so much sense for me, even sort of translating that into adulthood. And it made it easier for me to process all of those things that had happened as a child. Um, and I see it playing out in our street now with the, the young kids. There's one that will get picked on more than others. And just having that conversation of, you know, being able to have compassion for those as well um, that are potentially lashing out because it's they're probably lashing out because they feel so isolated too yeah it's the quote um hurt people hurt people Mm, yeah very much so that came to mind and that's it's very true Mm. yeah people kind of push their problems out on other people because they cannot deal with it yeah and in some ways like we never get taught um or at least we didn't in the UK and from what I can see in Australia communication um on that kind of a level like how to actually effectively express our emotions and our feelings Mm. and how to deal with stressful situations we don't learn that at school we don't learn that at home like there's nowhere I mean we did social studies at one point but it was nothing to do with actually how we socialize as beings like how the human race interacts and how like how to communicate with one another. Um, And so over generations, it's just gotten more and more warped, I think. And I know particularly in the UK, it's very much like you stuff everything down. You've got to have that like stiff upper lip. Um, You can't be too happy. You can't be too sad. Like it's just, everything's just got to be just like on a plane. And that's when things start to, start to fester inside us and if we don't like emotions aren't negative they're not bad like even anger is a perfectly healthy natural emotion if we let it out and let it go but when we keep stuffing it down and we stuff down sadness and guilt and shame around the littlest things then when the big things come along it just it gets too much and you know I think that's probably as a bit of a sweeping statement, it's probably one of the biggest reasons that we have so many issues in Western cultures now is because we've got so many adults and so many people that don't actually know how to deal with their own emotions and are pushing them out onto other people. And people are getting set off and triggered by the tiniest things. It's like when... um, a mentor of mine always talks about having like our emotional buckets and they're so full with everything. Like an anger bucket is full to the brim of um, all these situations that have happened over the course of a lifetime that someone cuts them off on the freeway and then that's it, road rage. They completely explode because it's just that one drop that was too much for the bucket. 
Mm. Um, and I think so much of what happens in our societies now, like the all the bad things that we keep seeing is because we just don't know how to deal with the traumas and the situations that have happened for us when we were younger and, and even today as adults. And I think like opening up the conversation about that is so important. Like mm. I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying and I resonate with that so, so deeply. I feel like that is a collective neurosis mm. and it needs to be healed, but it takes each individual person to name that and choose to own it and start to heal. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And we can only do it for ourselves. And then when people are ready, like you can't forcing people into it is just as bad. I think Um, you've got to, everybody's going to be ready in their own time to, to deal with the things that they've never wanted to deal with or to learn how to effectively communicate. Um, and I know something that a lot of people and even, you know, I think everybody can kind of have to go through this stage almost when you first start to, to learn something new, you think, Oh my God, this is amazing. Everybody needs to do this. And you kind of start trying to shove it down everyone's throats and, that's kind of counterintuitive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to basically just lead by example. And then when people are ready, they'll find you or they'll see what you're doing and they'll see that, oh, yeah, actually, you do seem a lot calmer and just generally a lot happier. You look vibrant. Your your eyes have changed. There's something about you. Like, what are you doing? Share mm-hmm. that with me. I want to be like that too. Um, and I think that's the only way that we can start to to heal the world is to to work on ourselves and then it just ripples out from there. And I think as light workers, that is one of our main missions here. Um, mm. But it's not forcing healing on anyone by any means, but just dropping little breadcrumbs almost. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, like I think when you start speaking truth and and speaking from your heart, even if people maybe don't agree with what you're saying right away or they're not on the same level, there's a part of their spirit that is listening. Yeah. And they know in their heart that it's truth. Yeah. And then whenever the time is right, if if ever on their journey, you know, that little breadcrumb will be there. Like they'll always remember that. Yeah. Yeah, very much come across that in your in your journey <laughs> as well. Yeah. And people that um like I've just recently had someone reach out to me that watched uh video I read a post that I'd done like nearly two years ago and they were like oh my goodness like that really resonated with me like thank you I needed to hear that and I'm like oh how did you even find that um and or I'll get people that 
that messaged me saying, you know, I first saw this a year ago and I've been following what you've been what you've been sharing for the last year. I've never commented, I've never liked anything. I just sit in the background and listen. Um, but it creates, it's again, it's that ripple effect. It creates something. It's it starts to change a perspective um, of how people look at things. And it doesn't have to be like we don't have to create huge splashes and big tidal waves of movement to actually have an effect. Like when I first got into this, I always said, if I can just help one person and make one person feel like they belong, um, then I'm happy with that. And that's all I keep whenever I put anything out there. I just sort of, I talk to who I was like a few years ago because I'd been able to hear like five years ago or even more I, I wish I could have heard the things that I'm sharing now so I always talk to a past self um, whenever I share my videos because I know that there'll be somebody else out there that can relate to that as well that is such an amazing I don't amazing method I don't know like I've never mm. thought of that like when you have a message and you have so much to say and so much to share just to um, just to picture like you're talking to your younger self like that is amazing yeah because we've all got things that we wish we'd heard however long ago <laughs> yeah exactly so I would love to switch gears just briefly because we have so much that we were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I would love if you could talk a little bit and share a little bit about your special offering of um, light language. So you are one of the very first people that I've ever met that has this gift of light language and channeling. Um, if you could mm -hmm. touch a little bit on that, that would be amazing for the listeners, I feel. Yes. So um, until I actually started channeling light language, I had never really come across it myself. Um, so for me, initially, I, I actually wondered if like, okay, I've just reached a new level of crazy. <laughs> um, and, but thankfully I was actually in a circle of some really supportive sisters at the time, um, with one of my mentors. And I think everybody else knew, around me knew exactly what was going on. Um, and so I had that really safe space to be able to what was trying to come out um, and so basically the light language that comes through me I always refer to it as um, like a dialect so it's like a because it feels like an ancient language from the earth some people when they speak light language it's sort of it feels more like it comes from the stars um, and outer galaxies and things whereas 
I don't know, for me personally, I feel like a really deep connection to the earth when I share. Um, and basically it's like a, my partner and I have done, um, gone in, I've gone into like a deep meditative state and he asked this energy questions, um, which has been, it's been quite fun actually. And so the message that comes through is, so we affectionately call her Shah. Um, mm. The full name is Shah Machit Jr., which I discovered one night. I'd been trying to say her name um, and I just kept getting like a shh, shh sound. Um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I thought, I wonder what truth means in Armenian. And as far as I'm aware, I have no connections to Armenia. Um, and when I Googled it, the, the word truth in Armenian was Shitshamachachunya. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's the word I've been trying to say for, for this name. Um, and basically her and I have worked together over many lifetimes, over thousands of years, and we used to come here together um, to try and fulfill this work. But what we found was it would take us too long to remember each time we came down. Mm. And both of us being here, um, it was too clunky. We couldn't pass the messages on because it's it can be it can be a challenge to remember once you're here. Um, so for the last few lifetimes, we've taken it in turns as to which one of us comes down and the other one then helps from above. So this time round, it's my turn to be here um, and she's guiding me, I feel. Um, and so I use the light language comes through in ceremony um, and in healings. So when I, when I offer Reiki, when I do, whether it's in person or distance Reiki, I always make sure that um, whoever I'm working with can actually hear what comes through um, because it just allows the energy to move. So if anything feels stuck or blocked, it allows that to, to actually shift and change and makes it much more comfortable. Um, in ceremony the other night, um, one of the girls was saying she'd never heard light language before and so was a little bit apprehensive of what to expect. But at the end of the ceremony, she, she said it just felt like home and she felt like she had all of her ancestors around her just holding her. Um, and that seems to be like that's a common common response that I get from people is like, oh, it just it feels so familiar. Um, and that's oh, that's the ultimate feeling for me. <laughs> that's so amazing. Can you I'd love if you could like it might be hard to explain, but can you touch on like what it feels like to channel the light language like for you? Hmm. Um, that's getting easier to do. I'm getting more of an understanding. So the, when it first came through, I literally had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth. Like it was, um, I guess, 
more of like literally just sort of like turning a tap on and the water would just come out. Now I feel like I'm starting to understand it more. It's been maybe 18 months that I've been speaking, like that this has been coming through me. And I think as I'm building trust for for this channeling and for this energy, it's also building more trust with me. Um, and so now sometimes or quite often what will come through is I hear it before I speak it. Um, and so for me, I get like a, it's not a direct translation, but I get a feeling of what is being expressed. So when it comes through in ceremony, um, I'll quite often use that to, to give directions in English, I guess. Um, so we'll go through like a guided meditation and it's just to keep the, the ego mind from, from running off too much. So I'll sort of give, give directions of if I feel like what's coming through is to help clear something, then I'll say something in English along the lines of scanning the body, looking for anything that doesn't fit or doesn't belong. And then we'll, I'll share the light language that then comes through to support that release. So, well, so it's like a yeah. combination, like you, you are um, conscious of like your English words based on what you hear with the light language and you kind of like melt them together, if that makes sense yeah pretty much and like when I go into ceremony I'll have an intention set for the space um based on what I felt from those who are coming but I don't actually plan what's actually coming out in over the course of that space same when I do like one-on-one -on -one healings there's no other than an overall intention there's no plan for the space because I feel like that's that's me that's my ego that's like okay well I, we, I want to go through this and I want to do this and I want to do this and it's not about me it's not about what I want it's what what's required at the time mm, and you I never can, know you're in that room <laughs> yeah I can resonate with that as well um when I offer sessions I call them, it's hard to name it, but a guided intuitive session because I, mm -hmm. I can't say for sure what's going to be offered during the session because, again, I'm not in control of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and that's, I guess, that's part of the beauty of it and it's, it can be what's frustrating because I also offer like light body activations, which are like an hour and a half to two hour session where we go deep um, and it creates that space for us to be a body of light. And um, they're fantastic for light workers or people that are sort of starting on that path to raise in frequency and to gain awareness of those limiting beliefs and to start to drop them away. But I can't describe exactly what's going to happen in that because I don't think any two of those sessions have ever been remotely the same. Um, so it's from a human level, it's quite frustrating at times. <laughs> um, 
especially when people are like, well, what can I expect? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it could look like this, or it could be like this, or it could be something else that we've not yet gone through. Like, you've just got to, I think that's where, with all of these kinds of things, if you are drawn to a particular individual, um, like a, a practitioner, I guess, then I would follow that feeling more, like listen to your heart and listen to your body, like start to get yeses and no's within your body rather than the mind because our human brain is trained to be analytical and logical and be like, well, if I'm paying this much money, I want to know exactly what I'm getting and is that worth like dollar for dollar? How am I looking at this and what's this and what does that mean? when a lot of energy work doesn't translate in that way. And so if you're wanting to step into that work more and you keep getting pulled to a particular person or a particular ceremony and it keeps showing up in your space and you're really feeling like you want to say yes and be in that, then that's what you get to lean into and to follow. Yeah, and quieting the mind about it because... Um, especially people that have never, you know, done an energy healing session or worked with energy with a practitioner in any way really have no idea what to expect. Mm. So they really have to take the leap and trust that their intuition or their higher self or spirit knows what's best for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, it's okay to be skeptical. Like, um, I'm not saying to just blindly follow somebody or to, you know, without questioning, just do whatever someone tells you to do, because that might not be for your best intent, like your best self either. But like having a healthy dose of skepticism and but a, a big level of trust um, for yourself and you yourself knowing what you need and what is right for you and just just see where the energy starts to take you because a lot of it doesn't make sense like for most of (laughs) yeah like most of my most of the people I work with are either are overseas and they're like, how can I feel you holding me? Like, <laughs> I feel like you're here and you're hugging me. I don't understand. I'm sitting looking at you on a screen. We're literally like a 15-hour time difference. How is this happening? And it's, it's just the energy. Like, your logical brain is never going to be able to get its head around that. <laughs> I feel like it's... Um, science that we haven't really been able to totally explain yet logically mm-hmm. and yeah. it takes people I think only one session to really understand what it's all about yeah but yeah. it's that fear of booking a session and jumping into energy healing or you know sitting for a light language meditation like I'm sure that you deal with I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but like skepticism from people regarding light language. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sounds Always very far fetched and kind of woo woo and out there. Yeah. It's very real. And it is. 
yeah like it's probably one of the more woo-woo things that you could that you could come across um and I've had people message me saying like that's just gobbledygook you're not even saying anything and I'm like well technically you're right like from a from a technical logical perspective yes but if you close your eyes and you listen to it what do you feel Hmm. rather than trying to understand the words what's the feeling that you get from it and most people then will come back to me and they're like oh I felt really warm or I felt my heart tingling or I could feel my hands heating up and that like that to me is that's what it's there for it's activating something within us um I had a client that had a really bad knee pain and they said they could feel every time I was speaking the light language and we were going through a session they it was like they could feel like somebody like they were someone was going into their knee and fixing it and moving things around and afterwards like they their knee wasn't aching anymore so they're like I could feel I could feel you working on my knee and I was like that's the that's the channeling like it's you can and you can't you kind of can't logically um explain it so I've stopped trying I think I'm just like yep if it and if you don't feel anything then that's cool as well it's not for you like it doesn't have to mean anything um not everybody has to like it or get something from it they might get something from me and not from somebody else or vice versa and that's totally fine yeah, it's almost like we're not as humans or as earthly beings like meant to know it all. We're not meant to to figure all of this out. Like it's beyond our human perception in some ways, but we can partially yeah. perceive it. Yeah. That's just my understanding so far <laughs> about it. Yeah. And coming from lady wants. Oh I'm yeah, sorry. sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. I, was, I met a lady many years ago now and I remember at the time thinking she was a little bit crazy um and now I'm like oh my god she was so tapped in um, it was before <laughs> I went through any kind of awakening and she used to refer to people as jigsaw pieces Ooh. and she was like everybody's a different jigsaw piece and without each piece you don't have a complete puzzle and I I didn't know her for very long. Like we just had a couple of meetings randomly and I remember being like, oh yeah, that's interesting. That's nice. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God, like she knew. She she was she was there. She knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we, like you said, we're not meant to know everything. Everybody knows their piece and together we can put it all together. Ooh, that's powerful. Mm. it is interesting like I remember meeting people before you know working in any kind of energy or before any kind of awakening and just looking at those people and just thinking that they were so far away from me like on a totally different level and thinking Mm. that they were crazy and how can they believe in chakras and energy and anything like that but now not so far off (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) 
And even if it turns out that we are actually completely crazy and we are the loopy woo-woo ones, I'm okay with that because (laughs) this is the best I've ever felt. Like life is probably the easiest it's ever been for me. Um, And it's not necessarily easy, but I understand how to deal with things. Like I don't, I used to get panic attacks and really bad anxiety and I don't anymore. Like it's life feels really good now. And I'm just like, you know what, if I'm crazy, I'm okay with that because life feels good. (laughs) Oh, I think like surrender and going with the flow and saying yes and accepting things is like, could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. Like a whole other conversation (laughs) because your life just opens up when you like release all control. Mm. And expectation, expectation is the killer of so many dreams. Yes. But maybe we should talk about that the next time. (laughs) time. (laughs) We could be here all day. (laughs) And maybe a little bit about manifesting. I don't know if you practice manifesting at all, but that has um, really blossomed for me over the last few months where I can't even believe what I'm actually manifesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you've got to pinch yourself like, whoa, did I just make that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and it's very real. So up there with energy work and light language, you know? Yeah. But on that note, I think we should end this podcast yes uh this conversation has been so amazing I could literally talk to you for hours (laughs) (laughs) it's been so much fun thank you for having me yeah thank you so much for joining um I guess before this podcast is um put out we will have gone live and people can experience your light language meditation on Instagram yeah. and we'll yeah, have so we so yeah I'll leave all of your contact information if anybody you know feels drawn or connected to you in any way we're opening yeah. up that connection do we have time I'm not sure what the time is do we have time to share some light language would you like Oh my goodness, absolutely. And we can also do the um another Instagram live one too. Okay. So we can yeah, we have about 15 more minutes or so. Okay. I'll um I can just feel something my mm. so for me I know when it wants to come through when my throat starts to it's almost like I get a lump in my throat and then I'm like, okay, yep, all right. It's it's um like it wants to bubble out let her rip (laughs) let her flow oh I'm so excited (laughs) 
y al calor y a su añate y todo, a lo alta cura y en la cuartera. Ella está libre o al muro, ella muy alienada aquí, de no se ata. Hasta la cura, ella natural que ni se aloja en aquí, de lo que se atua y el tu cine. O hasta ni que ni a cura se atualía. Anieto maya kiasie. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for that, Laura. That was so beautiful. And thank you, Sha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's um I think uh oh, I'm just I can hear so much right now and I'm trying to filter what's actually what was what was wanting to come through in that message um and i'm just feeling so much excitement that we are just generally having this conversation um and i think everything that we've gone through today is just so important to start that conversation for people and the message of just reminding them that in those times when you might feel so completely alone and isolated, there are so many people out there that are waiting to hear from you. And so just reach out to somebody and that person that might feel completely distant and you might think is above you on Instagram or Facebook, whatever that you've been following or listening to, or, you know, the podcast that you keep listening to and it's making a difference, just reach out to that person and know that you are not alone and that there are people out there that care and that are there to listen. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your message and sharing your beautiful voice with us truly truly honored to have you thank you for having me it's um yeah this is this has been great fun and um i look forward to when we can chat again <laughs> oh yeah we'll definitely do this again <laughs> yeah. All right. thank you thank you so much have a great rest of your day morning <laughs> yep yeah, you too have a good evening <laughs> okay. bye bye